ladies and gentlemen welcome back to my teenage mind i am your host Fasal Fitahi, and this is episode number two okay today's episode i'm going to be talking about an experience i had with a girl i'm not going to say her actual name i'm going to give her a name we'll call her julia in this podcast her name will be julia and this is my experience with Julia. So, how it all began. Cast your minds back to September 2019. This was my first time adding it to Snapchat. And it was because some people added me to a group chat on Snapchat. And they told me oh these people are just a bunch of uh, close friends nothing really major so i was like okay fine i don't mind they added me to this group chat the people in there were very nice nothing bad so i decided to add julia to snapchat on september 2019 and i Talked to her for a bit, nothing really major, small conversation, it wasn't really something. And then during also quarantine, had also rolled, rolled around, there were some small conversations here and there, and near. And then 2021 came around, the conversation started to get like really. Decent, you know, we were having some normal, typical conversations. It wasn't anything major, but it was kind of getting there. And then 2022 comes around. Me and Julian start talking pretty much, literally, every single day every single day from January up until October the 25th I'll explain why so from the beginning of January up until October the 25th this is what happened we were having conversations literally every day we were talking about like something stupid and goofy and it was something like pretty silly it wasn't like something serious and it was pretty much just me and her having regular conversations but it wasn't like getting to know each other that never really happened and it was fine and it was going well and then it was a few months into having like a proper normal conversation with her it was something where I was catching a little bit more feelings bear in mind it was a little bit more longer of a conversation than 2021 so this conversation was kind of more and I was catching feelings for her but I didn't want to tell her I just kept it to myself so I just kept talking and having a great time 
and I didn't know how to film, but we were having a normal conversation, whatever. And then I was told by her to meet her at this event. And I was excited. I was like, oh my God, it'll be my first time seeing her. I don't know what to think. I'm really excited. So I pay for a ticket to this event. I go and see her. And I was waiting there for a while. I'll not lie. Waiting there for a while. And she never showed up. She never showed up. So what happened was, I was at that. I was at that event since six, possibly seven p.m., and I was there just waiting for her until eleven p.m. She never showed up. It sucked. I went and had dinner. I was like, oh, probably after dinner she'll come. She never came. She pretty much lied to me. And I didn't know what to feel. At that moment, and I was like, oh, when's she gonna show up? When's she gonna show up? I texted my friend Majid. Hola, <laughs> Majid, the G. I text my friend Majid. I'm like, Majid, listen, there's a situation. I really need your hand on my shoulders right now to tell me what to do. He was like, go ahead, tell me. So I look at it. If it was face to face, I swear to God, it would have been more like I looked him dead in the eye. But no. I messaged him and said, listen, I'm meeting up with Julia at this event. He was like, okay. But I told him I was waiting since 6, maybe 7 p.m. And it's now 11 and she hasn't shown up. He's like, he's like, first of all, listen to me. If a girl tells you she's going to meet you somewhere and she doesn't show up, she just catfished you, she shows she just wants you to be there, but she actually isn't going to show up. So I felt pissed, pissed I told you, my good people, I was angry, I didn't know how to feel, so I pretty much leave the event at around 11pm, I hop on my bike and I cycle all the way home, it wasn't that far, it was like, at best like maybe what, five? 10 minutes back, it wasn't that far away, it was something like that, but it was a very short distance, and I hop on my bike, and I go home, and just before going home, I go to snap, I message her, I send her a voice note, and boys, 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 I was very angry, I was pissed, I didn't know how to feel, she had lied to my face. She said, come to this event. She never shows up. She tells me, uh, me and my whole family are going to be there. And we're all going to come and see this event. We're all going to hang out together. I can come uh, see you. We can hang out for a bit and have to go back with my family. I was like, no problem. Then... And Van comes, he doesn't show up. I'm screaming into my phone. I'm like, how could you make me spend money to come to this event? How could you make me wait from like 6, 7 p.m. until 11 p.m. at night and you never show up? How could you lie to my face? See, 
some discreet stuff. I'd never show up. Pretty much. After that, I was pissed. Cycled home. I walked in. And a class. That was the end of that. It was the end of it. What can I do? Nothing. Khalas, she lied to my face. Then she she sent her a she sent something back, right? She was like, Fassel, you can hate me. You don't have to accept my apology. You can unfriend me from Snapchat. Which I should have, and trust me, when you hear more of the story, I'll tell you why. I should have from the very beginning. And she was like, Oh, there was ticket issues. My dad had like a membership or something like that and they didn't let us in, whatever. And my head I was like, hmm, very fishy. Sounds very suspicious. I'm like, when does someone go to an event and start saying the card was declined, the, the, the card, the card isn't working, the tickets are not valid. Like, what cross-twisted, manipulated lie was this young woman going through? in her head to really like can like push the story you know make it convincing persuasive like she was going through some crap i'm telling you some sick twisted crap in her head i'd never lie to you won't <coughs> then a few months walk by i was in london i was at london i was in london at this point a message a guy you know I'm sending us some like pictures of like uh, high heels handbags because that's what she was interested in she, she was interested in high heels she was interested in handbags and every stop I went to so the trip from to London was there wasn't a direct flight because this was in summer everyone booked in advance everyone booked and one of the stops had to be in Dubai. So when I'd reached Dubai from, it was from Jeddah to London. It had to stop in Dubai. When I stopped in Dubai, and I went to, to the Dior store, I started taking so many pictures and I sent it to her. So I was sending her like a bunch of stuff. And I went to London, I went to like Off-White, Fendi, uh, Dior, no, London's Dior didn't let me. But I went into like Fendi, Off-White, any luxury stars, I can like send her pictures of like handbags, uh, high heels and all that type of stuff. That was a small period in itself. And then after that, she tells me I'm going to Egypt. I'm like, nice, enjoy. And that was July the 25th. As I was traveling, like it was one day before I traveled to Jeddah. Just before she was in, she was in Egypt. I was in London. She traveled to Egypt one day before I traveled to Jeddah. She went. I traveled, and then I stayed in Jeddah for like almost a week, and then I traveled to Egypt. And then when I'd gone to Egypt, she had pretty much just did a thing. I went to Egypt. 
I wanted to desperately meet her. I had to see how she really was face to face. For some reason, as I'm saying this, I'm picturing it in my head again. And I'm in Egypt. I go over to her home, to her home, and I went to see her brother, because obviously I couldn't just walk and be like, oh, I want to see Julia. Then everyone in her family would be like, son of a gun. So I couldn't really see that. So I had to make up the excuse saying, I'm walking into your home, I'm going to say hi to Julia's brother. I've known him for a long time, but I've never had to, like, know him personally. So, walk in, I say to one of Julia's aunts, I'm wanting to see her brother. We'll call her brother Mark. I say, I want to go, I want to see Mark. And one of Mark's aunts say, okay. Wait here, give me a minute, give me a minute, and I'll see what I can do. I was like, okay, no problem. I wait, I think it was at most about two minutes, maybe, maybe less, but about two minutes at max or less. I'm waiting, and then Mark tells me, Faisal, come in my home. I'm like, are you sure? I was like, yes, of course, no problem, it's fine, come in my home. And I walk in, and imagine the look on my face as I walk into his home. I look over to my right, and there, and I promise you all, there was Julia. My heart race was pounding, pounding like an idiot. I am afraid I couldn't speak. I was fumbling my words. I was just really in shock and I didn't know what to think and that was October 11 October, I mean August 11, sorry August 11 I had seen her August 11 for the first time and we were sitting outside and she sat outside with her and her cousins and I was sitting talking to her brother Mark and his cousin and god damn I was literally like afraid I'm like scared because she was sat right behind me for god's sake and then I'll be honest with you all after having sat outside and jumbled my words <laughs> I'll never forget this best probably funniest joke I've ever cracked because she knows how to drive and I made the joke that if she drives like what happens if she like accidentally like turns uh, left instead of right she like hits a lamppost and her brother Mark literally says you do realize she sat right behind you I'm like who cares it's still like you don't know what's gonna happen like any precise moment she says she can instead of going like god damn right she's gonna hit left I'm like, you, I'm like, what do you think about her driving? And he literally tells me dead in the eye, he's like, I support her driving, she's not a horrible driver. And in the end, I found out Mark was the bad driver. 
Because when the man went to college, he hit three different cars in three different days. So one car every day for three days straight. Can you believe it? So pretty much uh, after the long conversations we had between me and him and his cousin, I had gone home. I was like, God damn. August 12 rolls around. August 12 rolls around, boys. And I'm like, I want to hang out with you and whatever. She's like, let me text you when I'm free. I'm like, sure. And you'll never guess the scrap, right? <laughs> 9 p.m. rolls around. She messages me. <laughs> Probably it was like 8.50, like a few minutes before. But like 8.50 rolls around. But the woman messages me. She's like, let's hang out. Oh my like, holy crap. This is how it's going to go down. God damn, bro. God damn. I'm thinking in my head, so this is really, it's, this is what it's going to be. She's like, yep. So I walk downstairs to the, the side, like the walkway. And I'm just sitting there waiting for her. I thought she was in her home. Turns out she was with, she was in another house with relatives. She comes to where I am and she's like, she messages me. She can't tell me face to face. I shan't. She's afraid of like family members catching her, walking around with a boy. So she messages me just like, not misses me, but she tells me, like, walk a bit ahead and not make anything of it because it doesn't look so suspicious, right? So we walk, and I'm like, I don't know when she's going to tell me. So I put some, like, earphones in my... I put some earphones in, play some music, and I'm literally just going, yup, uh, this is going to be a good time. So I'm playing some music, and then she messages me, she's like, don't go so far. It's okay, Khalas, it's here's good. So I was just took him out, put him away. We were just walking side by side, and we were just talking. I was interested to like get to know her, like know what she was actually like. And she literally just tells me I'm not someone who like watches series or like watches films. So I'm thinking, God damn, she is the she's like the individual that doesn't really have like favorite show, favorite film, nothing like that. It's kind of awkward. It was already awkward to begin with, and then I'm like, the one initiating the conversation is just like, nah, not this. And then she's, she's telling me, I'm someone who goes out a lot to make myself entertained. I'm usually around my relatives or like friends, but usually relatives. And from there, it was something. And we were talking, and she was saying how her grandmother hates her looking. Turned I'm like, why? Just like, because she doesn't like me looking turned. So I was that. And then it wasn't really much of like a serious conversation. Then we were just walking for a bit, and then there was this one incident. We were walking, and she had seen her relatives <laughs> twice. So obviously, got her out of that sticky situation real quick. And then after that, 
We were walking down this like walkway that was like the road and two pathways, two sidewalks. There was this one sidewalk to the right where there was like a bunch of like three older men, maybe in like them in the mid forties or something, I don't know, maybe some looked younger, one of them looked older. And my head I was literally just said to like face to face, I'm like, listen to me. There is no way I am letting you walk on the right hand side of the sidewalk past those creepy old men. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what they're gonna do. They're gonna be weird, they're gonna be like nyeh and they're just gonna literally be like weird as hell. So I'm saying to her, stick to the left hand side, it's gonna be fine. I refuse to let you walk on the right hand side. So okay, khalas. And all I see was those creepy looking men. Creepy looking men, literally just looking at her. I'm like those. <coughs> Horny looking old men. I'm looking at a young woman. And just. Going, oh, literally, misogynists. We're walking. I got her out of the situation with her relatives, literally, like walking there twice. And I got her out, so, walked on the specific sidewalk when you enter the beach. She went off home, and I went off to my back to my house and I just want to add something when she came to see me she literally said I said in front of all of my relatives that I am going to see Fasson and I do not care what they thought oh my god damn this someone had the balls to see in front of relatives I'm gonna go like in front of her own relatives she said in front of relatives I went I'm not Gonna sit here, I'm gonna go and see Fasson. I'm hanging out with a guy, I don't care. And that was that. Like I said, I went back to my home. She went off to like back to her relatives. And that was it. I was just like, I appreciate the conversation. I, I don't know if it was like awkward or whatever. She's like, no. Well, it was good conversation. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, good to see you next time and she didn't want to like walk around uh, the next evening because she was afraid of her relatives catching her and I don't blame her I'm not gonna make it up as an excuse I'm like oh no she's a bad person no I can understand she's afraid of her relatives catching her and making her feel like crap about herself telling her oh you hang around to the boy what were you doing what were you saying what were you thinking anything could have happened I don't know, but that was that bit. And then every, pretty much like every single day, I'd go over to home and I was just talking with her, like I'd seen her. I'd talk to her like maybe twice, maybe three times. But after the time, I'm pretty sure I was just like talking to her sister. But other than that, yeah, it wasn't really much and then, and during Egypt, I was like, do you think we're able to hang out in uh, Jeddah? She was like, yeah, inshallah, in Jeddah we can. So I'm like, okay. So, 
I go back to Chittam one day before her because I'd stayed in Egypt for a week. She went to Jeddah one day after me. I went one day before her. Pretty much after that, I went and had exams when I had come back maybe like three weeks in or something like that. I had exams and she had to do something called um, what is it called? It was like some type of exam. If you want to enter a, a university, a school, a university in Jeddah, you have to take the specific exam. And I was always supporting. I was always being a a good hearted, a good hearted individual. I was always telling her, "Good luck on your exams. I hope you do well. Wish you the best." It's like, thank you, I appreciate it. And she did her exams, I did my exams. I finished, she finished her exam before mine. And I was around, I think, a few days later, like one week later, I'd finished my school exams. And bear in mind, like, I had to wait around a month, maybe a month and a week. But I had to wait a long time because I was really excited to see her. She finished her exam for to enter university in uh, in Saudi or in Jeddah, and I finished my school exams. And pretty much to put it straightforward with you all, I'd said, "Would you f- feel free to want to hang out somewhere?" And I promise you all, I shit you not. The woman tells me, my dad won't let me hang out with a guy. No, she first says, uh, no, I can't. I'm like, what do you mean you can't? Did you, like, not go to school or something? What happened? Like, did an incident happen where you couldn't, you were not allowed to go out or whatever? And she says, nope, it's not like me not going to school. And my dad didn't let me go out of the house, or nothing of no incident happened. I'm like, what then? She she says, my dad won't let me hang out with a guy. I'm like, okay. And I always try to solve the issue, I always try to find a solution to this problem. And any suggestion I made, anything I could, she turned it down. And I always felt like crap. In my head, I know as a Muslim individual, I can't say this, but in my head, I was like, I was like, if I can't hang out with her, I might as well, right? Might as well. I know it's haram. You can't. But in my head, I'm like, if I can't see her, I might as well just be a gay man and hang out with a guy. Because seriously, if you were in a relationship with a guy, he would actually show up and not make excuses, but she made a bunch of excuses. And then I'm telling my close friend, who I've known now for almost, or probably more than 10 years now, my best friend, I'm like, mate, listen, I'm having an issue with this girl, Julia. 
I feel crap, I feel shit, I don't know how to think, I keep feeling miserable, and he's like, my best friend tells me, he's like, Fessel, listen, one month before, one month before, how do you feel? I'm like, I felt great, I felt happy, because back one month before then, before the incident, I was feeling happy, amazing, after I'd seen her in Egypt, after we hung out, and then Jitta came, she finished her exams, I finished mine, we want to hang out, she makes an excuse, and then tells me, look, I think it's going good one, one month before, one month before, and now, you feel crap, you feel miserable, and he pretty much told me, she lied to you, she manipulated you, she twisted your mind, she cross-manipulated your mind, she abused your trust, she misled your goodwill, she used her innocent power against your uh, very weak-minded will to her advantage, she did anything so she can just feel happy, she did things so she can just feel good about herself, and she just did anything so she can feel proud, and I'm over here thinking, I was disappointed, she, she claimed, she was like, I'm a good person, I'm very nice, I'm very sweet, I'm not a horrible person. I'm like, you are a horrible person. And I said to this, I even said this to her in Egypt. I was like, Julia, listen. You are the devil. And your sister is an angel. She's like, no. My sister, my sister is the devil. And I am an angel. Every single person I've told, like close, obviously. Close friend thought about this they all agreed she is the devil and her sister is an angel because at least her sister isn't some cruel sick twisted manipulated person who lies and defeats your trust at the end I learned from my friend that Julian is a bad, bad person. You cannot trust her. You cannot have any good conversation with her. She'll lie to your face, she'll lie about everything. And to really like, really add the extra cherry to the cake, there are two scenarios that really add the texture to this cherry on the cake. I, having heard this from my friend, the truth about Julia, I messaged her on Snapchat. I said to her, listen to me, how could you lie to my face? If you were not interested, why did you say something? Why didn't you say something? Why would you abuse my trust? Why would you abuse my goodwill? Why would you say anything? I sent two voice notes, me being very, very, very angry and very, very, very pissed. The woman did not care. The woman did not respond. The woman said nothing and, and I left it for around a day. I was like, you know what, I'll send a message 
So I did, I typed up a message and it was like after school, typed up a message, she didn't respond to it and we was best. And bear in mind, I, when the voice notes were sent and she hadn't responded to anything, I was like, okay, you son of a gun, you do not care, you don't even give an F. I'm gonna delete all of our messages and that's exactly what I did but there were so many text messages I finished all of this year's text messages deleting them and there were still 2021s and there were all quite a little bit but not as much as this year there were a lot of text messages from 2021 and I was thinking I can't finish this so I unfriended her from snapchat and I unfriended her from both of my Instagram accounts, I removed her from my TikTok. I removed her phone number off of my contacts list from my phone. That's how seriously I took precautions. And in doing so, I thought in my head, I'm like, well, she doesn't care. She hasn't responded. And she doesn't want to do anything about it I ended up in doing so removing her sister from my snapchat I removed her brother from my Instagram I stopped following him and I removed him from my followers same with her, I removed her from my following I unfollowed her and I removed, and I removed her from my followers and I removed her, I stopped following her and I removed her from, from my followers from TikTok. Removed her from everywhere, removed her phone number, wanted no association with her. I removed her two siblings as well, because in my head I'm like, they are associated with this woman, I want nothing to do with them. And I also want to add, she never responded to any of those allegations from those two voices on that one text message. She sent like a photo of her baby cause I'm like, how oh, cute she's like, right. And in that moment, guys, I knew that this woman didn't care. And I knew what I did from removing her from Snapchat and everywhere was the best and the most correct way I had pushed my decision making because she didn't care. And in the end, I felt like I made good, wise, and very good, good decisions. Wise choices, good decisions, and great action movement. Because I took those, I took everything that I heard from my friend. I thought about it in my head, and I was like, she lied about everything. Like when I asked her, do you want to FaceTime? She was like, no, I'm with my mother and uncle, or I'm out. She'd always make an excuse for everything. I'm like, the F, um, not F1. I'm saying the event that we had planned to meet up, she lied to me. She lied about everything I'm, in my head I'm thinking now. She never defended herself. When I confronted her to her best friend, right? She pretty much told me you got to sit up by her. I'm like, yes. And I was telling her the entire story about what had happened. And 
she couldn't even defend her. Someone she knows for a long time, a long time, she couldn't defend her friend Julia. Imagine her best friend couldn't defend Julia. I went to her brother's house and I talked to him about this. Even the man couldn't even defend her. No one could defend the woman for her actions. No one could defend her for her actions. She did some sick, twisted, manipulated stuff. No one could defend her for it. And in the end, I learned from my friend something very important. That anyone, any girl you ever message with a high snap score, you have to realize she's talking to a bunch of guys. And she did mention in Egypt, a bunch of guys kept telling her, oh, she was good looking, oh, she was this. And pretty much that. And I learned something. My friend gave me that important lesson. And he also told me, mate, listen, the woman has a snap score of 500k. It was like 584,000 snap score. I'm pretty sure. And if I remember correctly, he told me she talked to a bunch of guys and he wasn't wrong because she did mention in Egypt that a bunch of guys kept talking to her, kept telling her stuff and that's when I knew it's like how well can you trust this woman? How well can you believe in anything she says? Because everything she'd tell you was a lie. anything and I just checked it was 584,000 snaps go I'm pretty sure now like a 600k but in the end I just want to tell you all she was a mistake I even said to her brother why'd you let me she was a mistake she was a lie I felt so betrayed by her to know that I got used, I got pushed to my limits and she used my goodwill. At the end she lied to me, she's a horrible person, she has a cruel, dark, sick, twisted heart, she's a heartless person and I want you all to know, if you ever see this woman or you ever meet a woman just like her, please, please promise me all, make good, wise, independent decisions, don't fall for my mistakes, make good, wise choices, well ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for listening to today's second episode of the podcast, I hope you all enjoyed the interesting story about Julia. And I hope you all listen to the next one. Thank you all very much. Goodbye.